a dating and makeover expert where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. So you meet someone who you really like and you swear to yourself that this guy or this girl is different from your past relationships. And then time goes on only to find that the same dating patterns happen again, like a broken record. You start recognizing familiar behaviors. There's like certain familiar personality traits, even familiar dynamics. And you say to yourself, dang, I fell for it again. How did this happen? It's the same person, different costume. But when you unzip the costume, you really see it as the same kind of person you keep falling for. And it can feel like you're going around in circles and things just aren't changing. And there's some dating patterns you can fall into without realizing or recognizing signs. And they can hold you captive in the cycle of not getting anywhere while the people you are attracting end up being spookily familiar each time. But the truth is that these people are going to keep popping up in your life over and over again, right? And you are the common denominator. And and to me, this is the empowerment, right? Like you can't change them, but you can look at your own stuff and ways of thinking, your patterns, your behaviors to change yourself to get a different result. For instance, looking back at all your partners, you should be able to identify patterns. And maybe they've all been emotionally unavailable, or maybe they've all been super career focused, or as we always talk about narcissists, but any other, you know, other usual suspects that you've seen before, that's your pattern. And often your beliefs have an impact on what you attract and are attracted to. And your beliefs about life, about relationships, finding love, all of that often goes unchallenged and you are unaware of them. So it's super crucial to start being aware of some of these things. And you might get into ruts and ways of being without knowing or considering what you're thinking and behavior is creating the patterns you're following. And these ruts hold you back and don't help you get to where you want to be or where you want to go. And they're definite serial dating patterns many people have and are guilty of. It's just knowing how to break the cycle. So with me on the line today is a gentleman I actually have never met before. Um, We just said hello before we came on, and he's finding himself not knowing really why he's getting in the cycle of dating similar women or, or women that are not right for him. And he's not sure if it's something he's doing or if it's because of his past and how that's all impacted impacting his relations. So I told him I would put my cape on, fly in, <laughs> attempt to help, at least help him. So let's welcome James. James, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> good, good. Well, thank you for coming on. I know we don't really know each other. We we know of each other, yeah. which I always like, you know, because I like just having a real organic conversation. But Maybe you can just like share a little bit of like who you are and a little bit about your background and kind of some things that you're struggling with. 
Okay, cool. Well, I guess I didn't think I'd be this nervous, but so <laughs> I'm uh, so I'm James Severe. Uh, I'm a fellow at well, I'm actually I'm 29, newly 29, uh, Sagittarius, but I'm a fellow at a uh, Second Chance Studios, a nonprofit digital media company that trains and employs a formerly incarcerated. That would be be me. Mm. Oh wow, that it, I I love this because I mean you and I were just talking before you hopped on is that. Sometimes like our adversity is what thrusts us into doing what we do, right? It's, it, it becomes a passion and helping others. I'd love to have you share maybe a little bit of your story and like how you got here. And then I want to hear about your dating life too. Okay, cool. So, you know, I uh, started off, uh, I'll give you a little bit of the short version. I uh, was a student at WVU, you know, I was a former student athlete, tried to go there to play football didn't work out, ended up uh, selling weed, and I ended up doing some time for selling some weed. Um, did about two years, uh, but I came home around like 2018, uh, April 2nd, and you know I hit the ground running. I was doing everything that I was supposed to be doing. You know, I got back in school. I was playing football again up in Long Island at a community college. You know, we won a championship, wants to be an agent, and be an intern and then uh, came across uh, the Second Chance Studios program <laughs> and just went with that when my second chance now I'm in media so uh, wow. you know life is uh, yeah life is really uh, changing now I'm here on a podcast <laughs> oh my god <laughs> talking yeah. about talking about my uh, interesting dating life well yeah and because you've shifted your life I'm sure you have too you know in ways of like what you want and who you are. Well tell me a little bit about like were you like dating before all of that happened and then like where are things now? You know it's funny I actually you know when I think about it I never really dated too much. Uh... Um I had a girlfriend um her name is Katie uh she rocked with me you know, during my, uh, my two year bid of the two years. Um, but that was like my first real relationship when we were together for about maybe like two and a half, three years before I went to prison. So a total of like, what, like four and some change. Um, and, uh, my next girlfriend was my most recent girlfriend. Oh, so there so, lies been your pattern. Yeah, you never dated, like yeah, period. Really, yeah, not really. I mean, you know, West Virginia. You know, shout out to the Mountaineers, the party school. So, uh, yeah, the dating life is not exactly uh it's not exactly a, to yeah. its man. It's not a lot of dates going down there in Morgantown, and then coming back home to New York. You know that shift is that shift is a lot different. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, well, actually, so there's two kind of patterns. I mean, one is obviously you've never dated and we'll circle back to that in a second, but then tell me about these women who you were in relationships with, were they similar people? Are there something that you're wondering about with polar polar opposites? Uh, Oh, in what way? I'd say Katie, uh, who's from West Virginia, um, was a great girl. You know, over the death for everything she did to me, for me. But uh, yeah, she cheated on me. <laughs> she cheated on me, <laughs> like, oh. like really early on. Um, and then I don't know, it was kind of weird. I kind of, you know, given the situation, like she dated athletes, man. And like dating athletes is not like, it's not like a great uh, atmosphere, I would say, to be in being a woman. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, just how, you know, the, 
the the guys are you know mm-hmm. but, uh, so dealing with that and just letting her go through her own emotions kind of you know I got cheated on and I kind of like accepted it and but she's you know she's great but she's a homebody mm-hmm. uh, not really like career forward or goal I should say not career goal your career doesn't really have to be your goals but any goals really um and uh Nada, who's my most recent um ex is from Albania <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and um complete you know an engineer like go forward honest not I don't know it's, it's different more honest I wasn't ready for that one ah honest so that is interesting. Were there any, um, and, and sometimes that that's true, you know, like you'll, I call it the pendulum effect. Like you'll experience one kind of relationship and then you'll go all the way to the opposite and you realize, well, that isn't great either. <laughs> Cause you know, it's, it's a balance of maybe, you know, of what you need. Um, what did like, what did she have that was different than Katie? It's hard to say. I don't know. I don't know. It's just, I felt different. Mm. Okay. How did you feel different? Like, I felt like I was in love with Anita and like Katie, like I loved her. Like like I had Mm. love for her, but then I always held resentment towards Katie because I always knew what she was doing too. So that kind of like, you know, I kind of like, I never trusted her regardless. So I can't really even, put too much weight on that on that, all my feelings towards her because my feelings from the beginning were were you know where there was no trust in it for real I guess I was just like content and then especially with my own circumstances that were going on I couldn't really be running around anymore so I was kind of just chilling. did that trust or mistrust impact then the relationship like it, it was you found yourself being a little more guarded with her and not as Deep emotionally, just, yeah, exactly. Like not as deep yeah. emotionally. Like I was like, all right, I don't, I don't really care. Like I'm kind of just like here until like we're like not here anymore because I'm like I know I'm leaving West Virginia, and I know you're just gonna like. It was like she was just gonna like follow me wherever I went for real. So that kind of mm-hmm. you know I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to like break up with someone too and just like leave on your own. Um, yeah. But then I ended up going to prison anyway. So. <laughs> Oh, right after. <laughs> yeah, it was like kind of like in the, it was like kind of during the middle. It was like, hey, you know, on my side, I'm like, you know, we should like take a break. You know, I ended up going to prison. So. How long were you in prison for? Two years and three months. Okay, I'll circle back to that because I'm hearing a pattern, but we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll go back to that. Um, so then, what happened after you got out? Have you been dating at all? Have you found any? Ah, uh, yeah, you know, we got Bumble, Hinge. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, I mean, I was a bouncer too. So, you know, when I came home, like I did a lot of things. Like I came home, I was in school, but I was at a community college and I was commuting like two hours and a half, like every day to go up and play. So I wasn't really like dating around school and I'm older too. Like I came home at like, uh, 26. So I was trying out for the football team, but a bunch of 18, 19 year olds at the age of 26, I was busting their ass too. Yeah. That's not, I'm not, I'm not even looking at anybody there. I feel like everyone's a child. Um, mm. and so yeah, like the, the, the dating app life that is, uh, it's interesting. It's very weird. Like people mm-hmm. are, People are just weird. Like, I don't know. I, I don't even know how to describe uh, <laughs> internet dating, but that's what I was doing. 
And what did you get anywhere? Like, yeah, I mean, I went on, you know, I went on a lot of dates. Like, I went on on a lot of dates. I had a lot of fun. I just, no one really like captivated me. Like, I don't know. It was like, I don't know. Like, I didn't want to follow anyone except for a native. I met a native a lot. But other than that, everyone else was kind of just like, uh, mm-hmm. and then, you know, there's a mixture of, I was, I was, some of the few people I did get close with, it was like when the whole jail thing came out, it was like, skirt, no, not over here. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> I came with a couple run-ins with, let's see, one person told me they weren't, they weren't going to date me because I didn't have a car. One person, uh, Google, Google me. That wasn't, that was crazy. This person really Googled me. I was like, damn. Mm. All right, all right. Uh, yep. People uh, Google now. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I, I was like, I, I was like, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. Is it that like the people that you ended up liking, then they would have like an issue with you of some sort, kind of thing, and or is it like was it like a mix of things? That's weird because a lot of the dates, like you go out on one, mm-hmm. and a lot of times there's not a second one. Um, like I said, like I had some good days. I'd say I'm pretty sure that all my dates said like they had like a good time, but like the good time was just a good time. That was it. So I think a lot of it was that too. Like good time. Mm-hmm. So not really like serious, I mm-hmm. guess. Uh I got before. Um maybe it just I just wasn't interested, really. I think I think a lot of it was just at the end of the day, like I'm just having fun too with whoever I was dating at the time. Right. Um, but just, I just wasn't, just wasn't interested. I don't know if I know what I'm interested in. Exactly. Well, that was my question. I mean, honestly, that I was going to just ask you that. Like, where are you at right now? And what is it that you want? Someone who, I don't know, good with, good with themselves first, you know, mentally and mm-hmm. emotionally. To mm-hmm. then spread that energy elsewhere. But, like, uh, I need a lot of freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as a partner. Um, I'm entering a new space. I'm always working overnight sometimes. Um, you know, I'm trying to get out the mud. I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm a felon. So that's yeah. like, a, that's a, it's a stain, sustain. So until I get to the point where, you know, I'm, um, I'm just like confident in myself, like as a whole, you know, uh, professionally, at least, like, I got everything else down pat. Emotionally, confidence is good, but, like, professionally, so I'm not where I should be at. So, you know, that, but that takes a lot. So, uh, someone who understands that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, someone who's diverse. Their family's diverse. I've dealt a lot. I've dealt, there's a lot of people I went on dates with, a few dates, you know, and uh, it's kind of a, you know, couldn't take me home to their parents kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Those, those, those racism. Um, I don't know. It's tough. It is tough. And I think what's tough about what you're saying is, and I don't know if you're hearing yourself, is that you're kind of attracting what you are right now. If you think about it, right? Because you're not totally a hundred percent sure with like where you're at, you know? Um, and so I think you're attracting people who are not a hundred percent where they're at, right? Yeah, and, no, you're right. And, and so there's a pattern. There's a pattern right there. And, you know, a lot of times it was funny because I was working with this woman and the same thing was happening. She's like, I keep meeting these 
unavailable guys and they're emotionally unavailable and, you know, they, uh, we won't commit and da, 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 da. And I just said to her, I said, but are you available? And she just kind of paused and she's like, well, maybe not, <laughs> you know, and, 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 and that's the real like talk is, and it's kind of like what I was saying in the beginning is like, you are what you attract. And, and sometimes when you're working on yourself and you've had things happen in the past, the fear factor becomes your guard, you know? And so the things will only get so far until you feel like you're protected enough, you know, so that you can move forward. And you've, I mean, wow, you've been through a lot. I mean, you know, with, with your journey being in prison. And then I think also the way you identify that for yourself, because I was going to say like, when you go on dates and like, is that kind of hanging over your head? Like, do you? Yeah. And it's so like, it sucks so bad, Mm -hmm. Um, but it does like, does there's really nothing I can really do about that because it's just 50, 50, what, what the person is going to think or feel about it. Like I've, 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 I've dated people who didn't, didn't really, didn't care at all. Like, you know, but I've, I've dealt with like the same opposite and those, the same opposite I dealt with, I, I keep, I didn't date those people. I might've met them. I, we might've went out that one night, but <laughs> like, night. wasn't a night after that because of that. So it's always something that you just, you know, you just don't know. It's people at the end of the day, people are people. They take it how they want to take it. I don't know. It's just ignorance. Like, but mm-hmm. you know, you just you just don't know people. Like, who's to say if I if I did if I dated someone who did some time, like I ain't gonna lie, I'm definitely gonna have to, you know, know for real what you did, how you mm-hmm. did it, why why you did it, like because I I've met a lot of people in there. So <laughs> there's some people who deserve to be in there. And there's some people yeah. who don't deserve, there's a lot of people who don't deserve being there, but you only know that by asking. Yeah, no, exactly. And I think like, I wonder, you know, when, when you think about yourself and this identity that you have now being, you know, that you were in prison and do you, do you have a realization or awareness of like how that leaks out on dates, like in your body language and the way that you talk to women, you know? I mean, I'm pretty honest. <laughs> Like, I have. Like, How does that play out? Yeah, it, 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 it's it's all. It just all depends on just like on how that person was raised and how they grew up. Mm-hmm. Because uh, anything other than that, it's just like I went to you know I went to prison for you know I sold weed. That's it. No guns. No other drugs. Nothing like that. And then I also uh, I was uh, when I after I caught my weed case, I was on house arrest for two years. And at the end of this time, on mm-hmm. uh, Martin Luther King Day. <laughs> 2016 i was working at a bar and we had no class on monday so we opened up on sunday it was slow we were drinking i blacked out drunk at an after party walking to somebody's apartment and tried to steal ground beef and butter this is a true story oh. uh, there is an article i got charged with a burglary and then that's an overall what sent me like to prison for all that time but that's what i went to, to jail for that's just mm-hmm. that's that's it people laugh most of the time mm-hmm. Honestly, um, like I didn't do anything. I didn't hurt anybody. I, like I don't really like. I used to kind of feel ashamed, but like I really just felt the shame because of like what society made you feel like. But other than that, I, I don't care. I didn't do anything. <laughs> so, well, yeah, but I wonder like the timing of how you express that to women, like as you're dating. It's, it's you know, it's tough. Like how 
mm-hmm. the conversation goes is kind of how it comes out. I mean, it depends, like, because I'm so fully, you know, I don't, I'm so fully involved with my life and what I'm doing. So, like, if you meet me, this is what comes out. Like, a part of what I'm doing has to do mm. with, you know, I mean, like, it's, oh, where do you work? What do you do? Uh, Second Chance Studios, bam, that's it, you know, like, it's in yeah. there already. It's in there already. So, but before that, uh, you know, when I was going out on dates and, you know, I'm a 26 year old student athlete at a community college. What does that say? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they're looking at me, they're looking at me like, yo, like, all right, you know, you cool and all, but like, what's going on? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like, it's, it's just doesn't yeah. add, it just doesn't add up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I'm not dumb. I know what it sounds like. I know what it looks like. I'm not dumb. Like I'm immediate, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm very conscious of what's going on, but you know, I kind of just, I just say like, I don't know. It just comes up in conversation. I don't put too much weight on it. It comes out. If, yeah. uh, if there was one instance where I felt like we were getting too close, I mean, the, the, the woman did have a child too. So we were getting mm-hmm. too close where it was like, all right, now I gotta like tell you what's going on. Cause mind you, I am on parole too. Uh, right. Right. Yeah. So that's, so that's the thing. Bam. Another red flag. That woman actually, she, she kicked me out of our house when I told her. Yeah, that was that was bad. Uh, but the next day, invited me to meet her kid. But then the next day after that, I haven't heard from her since. That was that's a weird person. You know, you've had. I mean, and this is even the relationships you had before prison. There, there's some big thing around trust with women. Do you feel that? Maybe I don't really think about because I never really I never really dated like I never had like a real right. I had two real relationships my whole life like you like to be honest um, like I think like my longest streak on dating one person from like Bumble yeah. was a month mm-hmm. and then and then that that ended because <laughs> I guess she was dating me somebody else at the same time and it just ended up taking the other guy because I mean you know he's a Grown ass man with a house and you know full time job and yeah, but like what I'm saying is like you've had stuff happen where you were kind of blindsided by by stuff you know with the women yeah. Right? Yeah, you're right yeah you're right and and it's like that element of surprise and then you know what happens when when you've had stuff like that it, it's like um a brick wall there there keeps getting bricks that are layered on top of it, you know, to protect yourself. I mean, I mean, we're humans, of course, like anybody would do that. And I think that also plays into the dynamic where you're only getting so far and it's kind of even scary to say out loud what it is you want because history has it, it didn't work out so much, you know, and, and, and then also it's just like, boom, like something is just happens where you're like, shocked you know I wondered like was there things in your childhood that also happened like that where yeah I mean I grew you know I I was the kid who who was raised in the hood but went to private school so it was you know it was it was it's 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 a it's kind of you know it's unfortunate that it's like that but I don't know I get I get the mix of everything yeah I get the black kids telling me they calling me I'm white because of the way I talk and the way that I sound Mm-hmm. And then a lot of a lot of racism as a young kid, but you don't know it because you're so young. Yeah, you don't exactly. Really, you don't really know what that is. You just kind of think like girls don't like you. Like you don't really mm-hmm. think about anything else. But like getting older, I'm just like, oh, I'm like, yeah, okay. That makes more like that makes more sense because you know, 
I'm, I know myself now. I'm like, okay, I'm attractive. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not short. You know, I'm six one. I'm six one. I'm not tall. I'm like, you know, you like, you can like, I can flex a little bit now. So I just, yeah, I'm more confident. I notice, you know, more things. But like as a kid, like yeah, I guess I got rejected by everybody. It felt like, bam, <laughs> yes, that's okay. We just got it. <laughs> You just keep peeling away the layers. No, I mean, there, there's that sense. And it was fun. I have this course coming up um, and I'll talk about it in a bit. But the first class that I teach is always about fears. And the number one fear that most of us have are rejection, right? Like, in, And if we've experienced fear before, especially early on in childhood, and it could even go back even further in our family system, you know, rejected by a parent or abandoned or, you know, whatever it is that you're, you didn't get your needs met or, or value set upon, right. Because that's also your feelings of self-worth when, when you're not validated, you know? And so then that rejection piece keeps playing out in different ways. And I think, I think that's kind of your broken record right now is this notion or fear of rejection and then the trust thing too. So it's just this like beautiful opportunity and you're young. It's so awesome that it's almost like a rebirth for you and a reinvention to learn who you are this time around and how to date so that you can learn how to date smarter and also recognize patterns for yourself and collect data along the way, right? So, so you don't have to lock into a relationship. I think that's what you're trying to figure out because you went from these two significant relationships, never really dating and then rejected before that. And now you're just like bumbling and hinging and numbing out, you know, and all these things, right? It's like one thing or the other. So it's almost like recalibrating and figuring out how to do some data dating without getting attached, but really what you're doing is dating yourself. That's true. But how do I, I mean, how do you do that? (laughs) Please please explain to me what, how I can date smarter. Yeah. So, okay. So let's talk about that. Cause let's get into some like tools and tricks. Um, What's the hardest thing about dating right now for you? Like what are the challenges that you're feeling up against? Getting to the actual date. Like I don't, I I just uh, like, I can't like I'm a you hear me I'm a talker yeah if you're not a talker then we can't even talk through text like it's impossible it's just not gonna like I send voice notes mm-hmm. <laughs> like, okay so I it's just it's that it's like how do you like I don't know but then it gets to the point where like I don't really don't feel like trying because I feel like it should just be easy natural flowing conversation and if it ain't there it ain't there. Mm. But I, I really don't, I really don't feel like spending too much time on trying to get there. Okay. So the, the one challenge, and this is like, by the way, one of my classes, how do you convert conversations to dates period? Right? Like how do you, how do you progress that? Um, how are you with flirting? Uh, to be honest, I'm probably terrible. I don't, flirt. <laughs> I'm not, I am not the person to go into a bar uh-huh. and, and, and go up and talk to somebody. That's not like something has to happen to connect us in some sort of way. Like, I don't know, we bump into, I don't, something, I'm not making the first, I'm just not doing it. I don't feel comfortable doing it. I never, uh... will I, never will I ever feel comfortable doing it. I don't know. I just don't, I, it's not me. I'm, yeah. Well, right. And if you've never had dating experience before, of course, it's like a language, right? Like you've never spoken it before. Flirting's um, like the art of flirtation is a language, actually. I, I don't have it. I talk shit. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, you gotta, we'll really know each other when I'm like, really, I don't know when I'm really, you know, you know. So what are you looking for then? Like what kind oh, of, because women listening to this, like this is, see, this is where the, the, the boys and the girls are at a stalemate because the women are like, well, where are the alpha men who just come up and, and grab us by the hair and drag us, you know, the alpha energy that, that that's, you know, kind of more that. And then the guys are like, well, where's the signal from the women? You're not giving me any signal. So why would I approach you? You know? So we're at a stalemate here. You know, you girls guys got, you guys got it easy. You you just go up to anybody and talk to them. They will respond. (laughs) They will respond. I can't, you know, living in New York, Mind you, I can sometimes I can barely just compliment somebody's jacket without them thinking I'm trying to hit on them. I might really just like your jacket. Like, geez, people are kind of rude down here, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we got to work on that. Are you doing anything else in ways of dating other than the apps? No. <laughs> I don't have time. Like, who has time? Like, I mean, I'm, like I said, like, I, I, I mean, you know, wherever I'm at, I mean, I don't know, I guess... Maybe, you know, it's maybe like, you know, because I'm in class too. Maybe if there's somebody cute in my class and, you know, maybe, maybe I'll like devise a plan to somehow figure out how to like approach it. Maybe. But Mm -hmm. other than that, I mean, my, my guy friends are super lame. They do not go out at all. Like Mm. what I mean at all. I mean at all. I basically don't even have guy friends anymore that are at least around. Um, Mm -hmm. And then going out with girlfriends is like kind of tough because then I just, I just always look like the party guy when I'm out with a bunch of chicks, which is like what most of, what most of the time happens. Like I'm out with like a bunch of girls. So. Oh, got it. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it doesn't, you know, it's like no one really takes that serious. And then the people that I'm meeting in those situations aren't really like, I don't know, just not, not their mental doesn't look like it's where I, where I need it to be like to see in like a growing person. Cause like you said, I've been through a lot of shit. So I'm like pretty, yeah. I'm pretty grown up <laughs> up there mentally. So like, I need someone who's mm-hmm. like kind of, I need someone who can like push me, you know, that's mm-hmm. really, that's really truly what I'm looking for is somebody who like wants to push me, not just can push me, like wants to push me because they just want to push people. Cause that's how I am. And I get into, you know, situations where like sometimes I'm being overbearing because I'm just trying to push someone to be great. But Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. And do you find that with this approach as well, and with this, this the stuff going on in your mind, that you you like do a lot of thinking, and you're wanting to like make sure that the woman is going to be like that kind of woman before you even like move on with her? I mean, I say all this now, but like, I don't, I, I don't, I, I don't like really think about it that much. I kind of just let things happen. Like those are things okay. that I would want, I would like to have in a woman. Like, but I mean. Got it. You okay. Know, those are things that, like, hey, like, if I meet someone I love and, like, they don't have that in them, I mean, I'm not thinking about it at that point. Okay. Okay. Well, I have some ideas for you. Okay. And then this is your homework, as I always love to give homework. And, um, and by the way, it, these are, it, if you are listening to this, and it doesn't matter what age you're at, whether you're 29 or 49, like, what you just said are the very things that people struggle with and why the dating 
becomes hard and not enjoyable and not fun, you know, and then you end up like flatlining, right. And doing nothing because it's just like, it's not fun. And so one of the first things that I'm hearing, and this is a little bit more of the deeper work, right. Is, is really getting more clarity around what it is you want. Right. And, and, and that, that is deeper work, right? It could be through a coach. It could be through a therapist. It could be with a friend, you know, and just like really kind of digging deep and being honest with yourself. Um, because until you get clarity on that, you'll keep spinning donuts in the road. You know what I mean? And then you go nowhere because you're just attract. It's like chasing your tail. You're just attracting what you are. And so the more you get your mindset around, okay, the present. And it's like, all right, what if you just dated without getting attached? What, you know, without having guilt, without being in like this relationship minded kind of um, mindset, which most people do, by the way, that that's the common mistake that most people have. They go on the dating apps or they go in looking for the next boyfriend or girlfriend. And that's the wrong approach because that is way too much pressure on yourself. You know, it's like, are you my girlfriend? Are you my girlfriend? You know, it's just more like, okay, who is this person and how can I get to know them? And what is it that I want and how can we connect? And when you come from a state of curiosity and presence, it just takes the pressure off of things too. Right. So I would just get really like crystal clear on that. And with that also, I mean, James, you're an awesome guy. Like, I think one of the things that are, is tripping you up, seriously, <laughs> he just winked at me. For those of you who can't see, um, the thing, no, you are. And I think there's, even though you say out loud, hey, I'm confident, I'm this, I'm that. And I think you've done some work. There's still this inner dialogue of like, the felon, you know, or not being yeah. good enough. And, yeah. and, and I think you're constantly fighting it mm -hmm. and to really like make a list for yourself of all the things that you are rather than that you're not so that you're not leading with the energy of, well, if you don't like me for this, then, you know, forget it, mm -hmm. you know, cause that's what ends up happening. It's a defense. I were, I, I work with it's, I call it the scarlet letters of people. You know, we all have them. You know, yours was prison. Okay. Mine was divorce. Okay. This next person that I'm talking to, she's a widow. That's her scarlet letter. Like we all have had it, but it's how you lead with it and how you think of it for yourself. And that is what's super important. And so I would just focus more on your positivity. I'd brag on yourself every single day, wake up and just brag on yourself. I'm this, I'm that. And the qualities that you are, because the more you say that out loud, that's, that's, when that fantastic woman is going to start chiming in. Okay. Does that all make sense? That makes sense. All right. Cause that's like crucial. Okay. Now we'll get into just kind of some fun, like tangible stuff. And again, this is why like I'm, I created a whole course around this because everyone wants to know um, about the um, conversation piece. It's so tricky. You know, I think what ends up happening on the apps is that, we all get into these like LinkedIn exchanges, I call them, right? The, the Q and A sessions, you know, you're, you're just like chatting back like and forth. Sized up. Oh, you're like, getting sized up. Yeah. I always feel like I'm getting sized up. Like, what do you mm. do? Oh, Right. And so what I would really work on is being a little more playful with it. And that's where the flirting comes in. And so just again, to define what flirting is in the dictionary, it's to behave as though you're attracted to someone without mm. the serious intention of an outcome. And I think we, 
I think you're getting too serious with it all. So if somebody asks you, what do you do? You ask them back, well, what do you think I do? You know, like play a little game, like have some fun, be a little playful. Like you came from a very serious situation. I think it's time for you to have a little fun and just learn how to be more playful. Because at the end of the day, that's what we're all attracted to. Like it's the kid in us. You know, we want to chase each other in the playground. Like, I just think you need to learn how to go back to the playground. You never really did that, you know? And when you were in the playground, you were rejected. So this is your time to be the kid on the playground where you you can really, like, have some play dates right now. Well, this is why I also use Bumble because half of the work is taken off my shoulders. That's the problem, <laughs> right? Like, that's a crutch because now you're leading with. I don't have to do anything at all. Yeah, right? Like, do you see how you're like, you're half assing it? I'm not trying to, I'm just going to call you am. out, James. Like, I you're, am. you're, you're getting half assed back because you're half assing it. Uh, I'm definitely, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I, that is 100% the case. I am definitely a little tired right now. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, how many of you listening can relate to this? Like, it's, it's, it's exhausting. So you just, end up numbing out you're swiping right and left you're cutting and pasting the bumble prefabricated questions and that's the wrong idea because you're going to get these like superficial boring conversations back you're right you're definitely right because all my shit says is down for a drink or something i'm not talking i don't even care yeah like because there's you and, and why because there's no real connection that's being made yeah, that's true. That's I exactly mean, how can about. you get excited about someone where you're hey, how's your weekend? Good, and you? Yeah, good. You want a drink? Sure. <laughs> I mean, wah, 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 right? Like, I mean, horrible. Like, who? I, I wouldn't I wouldn't go with you either. Like, I delete the app, like, every other day. Like, I don't even yeah. go on it anymore. Now I'm just not doing anything. Like, now I'm just not even talking to anybody. Well, right now you're like shut down. Like a hermit. Like a hermit. <laughs> yeah. So I want to unhermit you. I mean, but first get clear on what you want, but like, you know, one of the things I teach in my class is that I, you know, we kind of go through different, um, profiles and we pick out things that are interesting in the profile and you lead with a question about something that kind of spurs some curiosity. And that's really more congruent and authentic that can, turn into a great conversation that's more about the person than, hey, how's COVID treating you? Like, I mean, that's the thing that most people get caught up in. They just, they don't care because you start giving up, you know? And and so I would really work uh, and put intention into conversations if you really want to progress. But again, you got to get clear on what it is you want. And then in terms of like, I'd say the final tip is really creating more of a dating portfolio for you. Like, right. Like it should be like your financial portfolio. You need to diversify as much as possible. Just numbing out on Bumble is not an effective technique, you know, because can I get off of all of them, please? You absolutely can. Do you know how many clients I put you, put them on what I call like a, an online fast. And what they do in the meantime is build out their social like circle and, oh. and social muscle. I mean, James, you're a social guy, you know, like you have a cool personality and like you, you, you know, you seem like once you have people that you feel comfortable with, like you can, you, you would probably enjoy that more. Mm-hmm. And then I think it would decrease some of the burnout online. So what I would recommend is like, look at things that you're interested in 
in ways of hobbies, maybe some classes that will help balance out your work life too. That's more enjoyable, but then you'll meet like-minded people. Like you need to find a tribe. That's kind of like your people, you know, and it's hard. I mean, this, again, this is why I create classes around this because every, nobody really knows it's, it's not like we have the infrastructure of college anymore. And, and in your experience, you, you didn't even have like you, those kind of aspects that a lot of people experienced were really different for you with you going to the college later on in life and and prison and all that. So it's really learning how to create like a whole infrastructure of, you know, people that you can do things with. And from there you can like practice flirting and your approach and gain kind of more of your sexy confidence. And then, then you can go online with a whole new set of energy and mindset. Because really online is just a party virtually. That's how I look at it. I don't look at it as like, oh, I'm going to meet the one. It's like, oh, here's some cool people. Let's let's chat with them. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I've been trying to work on finding more guy friends, but I'm like a lot for bad for you ladies out there because a lot of these guys are weird, man. Yeah. <laughs> look, I mean, and and all of these things have a butt to them, right? And so you got to, and the power of words are really strong. It's like, you know, to say that, and you say a lot of guys don't do this. And I'm excited to find a tribe where I do find guys, you know, it's like, I think your self-talk needs to start being more positive than negative. Cause I, I just hear you spinning in a little bit of a ne- negative cycle in your head and it's leaking. It's leaking in the way that you're dating your outlook on relationships and all of that. And so this is your opportunity to have just a whole new energy and mindset around it. So you really are a therapist, huh? I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what people say. <laughs> I, cannot, I cannot deny what you're saying. So. Well, good. I, I mean, that's a start. Well, I know we have to wrap up, James. The, I'm, thank you so much for coming on and and just sharing all this in a very real vulnerable way. I think everyone listening to this can relate no matter where they are in life. And, um, I guess I'd just love to hear as parting words, like, how are you feeling and what can you commit to? What can I commit to as far as dating goes? Yeah. And some of the suggestions I made and also just, how are you I, feeling right now? I mean, that was cool. Thanks. Thanks for that. Um, yeah, you know, I'm feeling, I'm feeling a little bit relieved. I'm like, you know, you know, James, you yeah. can stop, stop being such a negative man. See all the goddamn time. Uh, um, nice. <laughs> I like um, that. I can, um, I can put, I can commit to that. And then uh, I will commit to trying to having a better dating profile, even though I don't even want one anymore. You know what? I'll commit to finding that tribe. Yeah. I'll, I will commit to finding that tribe. I, I love that. You know, I start to small. Give up on people. I started to give up on people. That's, that's, that's really the thing. <sighs> I can tell you, you get, you get tired of dealing, dealing, dealing with people who can't, can barely even be your friend. It's just like, ugh. like, but that's just it. Like, and, and it's going to keep happening to you, you know, and, and until you get off that like negative hamster wheel, you're going to keep attracting that. So get excited about meeting positive people, but it starts with you and you being positive and put yourself in that state. You got so much going for you, James. Like, look at what you created with your, with your company. Like, it's so inspiring. It's so amazing. Like embrace that lead with that. 
lead with what you built, not with how you were broke. Mm. Okay. I got you. I just made that up, by the way. But it seemed like a really good thing to say. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was good. You got me. You got good, me. good. Well, James, you're awesome. And I love your commitments. Start small because those small things add up to the bigger win. And thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. Awesome. And thanks for joining me today, you listening. This has been the Charisma Quotient. And I'm your host, of course, Kimmy Seltzer. And remember, you can build your confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And make sure you go to my site, KimmySeltzer.com. It's brand new, by the way. I'm so excited to announce that. And if you are ready to break your dating patterns and you actually want to enjoy the process to attract the right partner for you, I have that class I keep talking about, and it's coming up very soon. It's a six-week interactive co-ed class. It's called Dating by Design, where you will learn how to date smarter, have fun, navigate online dating, even if it's painful for you, flirt and convert conversations to dates by practicing together in a small group community. Oh, and of course, along with my training exercises and instruction, of course. And if you're not attracting the right people, don't even know how to date and feel anxious about the whole process, then click the link you see in the show notes for more info and book a call with me just to see if it's a good fit. Space is limited though, because it starts March 7th, which is around the corner. So I'd love to talk to anybody who wants to join. And remember, it starts with you and working on yourself is working on your dating life. That's all for now.